Could Aaron Rodgers really return to the Jets and play this season? The Jets are leaving the door open. Plus, who is the king of the NFC and our Week 7 Power Rankings right now? You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Chris Carter. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And boy, oh boy, I can't even believe we're entertaining this, Chris. It's crazy. It is, it is being entertained. And Aaron Rodgers, who tore his Achilles in week one after just four snaps for the Jets, the three and three Jets, I might add. They are at least leaving the door open for Rodgers. And Robert Sala said that on Good Morning Football on Tuesday, the, the Jets head coach. Uh, and he's smiling, saying he wouldn't doubt, he would, he doesn't want to doubt Rodgers despite all the medical professionals. And, and it's weird, but I think we have to have the conversation. Are you buying? Are you selling the idea that Aaron Rodgers? could return and play for the Jets this season despite dealing with a torn Achilles and recovering from it currently. I think part of it is very relevant to how the Jets continue to perform. If the Jets are three and three right now, and they're three and three after a huge upset over the Philadelphia Eagles, and this defense is showing the potential to, you know, to, to keep this this team in games, even with Zach Wilson starting. I think that the the door is open and this is I'll buy it if this team is fighting for a playoff spot late in the season and we're talking mid to late December and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is feeling good about this uh you know Robert Sala calling Aaron Rodgers a freakazoid for just simply walking around the facility um we, you know five you know five weeks removed of this surgery and th- this is also a testament to modern medicine which uh Aaron Rodgers should be paying attention to in in all of his conversations that he's able to get treatment that helps him repair his Achilles and get back to and, and get back to uh you know you know an athletic shape uh to perform Achilles injury used to be you're done for 12 months but we've seen players come back from them quicker not maybe not this quick um but it would be insane to think think of this if they're competing late in the season and he is given the go sign from his doctors uh or from the team doctors I could totally see this happening but if the Jets season falls off the bandwagon, they're going to say, Aaron, set your butt down over there. We'll see if we can do this again next year. Yeah, I think, one, I agree with you. They have to be in it. And I think that first things first. The other part of this, and I didn't bury the lead, but it's part of the lead. Aaron Rodgers was throwing on the field before that win against the Eagles. Yep. And was out there now. It wasn't like planting, driving, all of those things. But he did this last month. And he he was open to the idea or at least hinted at the idea of returning this season after that initial surgery, just a few days removed from it when he went on Pat McAfee's show. And so I, I just, I think it's really, really interesting, but I'm selling this idea. I, I get it. We've seen it like Cam Akers. He returned after five months and he's a running back. So you mm-hmm. would think a quarterback could probably return a little sooner. But he's also I just think that that's, Yeah that's a very good point younger and like three what are we talking three months it, because three months is december That'd be insane. 
four months is January. And so does he return for the playoff game? Well, if they get to the playoffs, do you bring cold Aaron Rodgers coming off of an Achilles that won't be 100% if he comes back? Like there's just, there's a lot. Now I have had some conversations about the, the procedure they did and it is a, a, a new one. And I would just ask some medical people like, do you think that that could speed things up? Like, is it really? And they were like, oh yeah. Like we, we buy that up theory like the medical aspect of it so maybe it does happen and i hope it does i hope he comes back because it would yeah, be one sport. of those medical marvel stories yes mm-hmm. that we just never see yeah that'd be insane and again like you said this would be you know this this would be what three months it'd be a new timetable and sure quarterback is very different aaron Rodgers isn't known for his mobility right now um you know there's there's a lot of things that play into it and listen i'm not a doctor but i assume that you know i hear grade one grade two th- type of tears and injuries to different things i assume that anyone who if there's a, a achilles tendon specialist out there that there are different levels of the injury and maybe this his level of the injury wasn't as bad as some of the ones you're more familiar with in sports when you traditionally hear an achilles tendon tear but either way I'm kind of with you in the sense that this would just be insane. I mean, this guy is what for you know pushing forty. This guy is you know he he he's been in the NFL for a long time. He's dealt with several different injuries throughout his throughout his career. It would be insane for him to come back with within three months um, and be able to go back out in the football field and also put him at a higher level of risk, right? Like I have to imagine on top of you know the insane recovery time, what chances of re-injury would you put your would you be putting yourself in? And if he gets a mate, like if if this wasn't the major injury that in, that that finished his career, which apparently it's it's not that like another getting another major injury right after this could be what ends his career and i know aaron Rodgers wants to be competitive for a little bit longer in the nfl so there's just so many there's there's so many things that weigh into it i buy that the idea that the jets are going to keep this door open and see if the potential is there for later in the season I, i remember way back when and this is you know, when we were children, James, I remember the Steelers, they kept Rod Woodson on the active roster when he tore his ACL in week one of the season. So they said it'd be back. He came back at the, on the Super Bowl week in the Steelers game against the Cowboys in Super Bowl 30 and, and looked good when he when he was when he was playing on on that knee. Uh, that was one of the first like medical marvels of the NFL mm-hmm. when people were like, wow, that was an insane recovery time. I just that was prime Rod Woodson young in his career coming back. I just. I do have a hard time seeing Aaron Rodgers actually doing this, but I have no doubt that the Jets are going to keep you know every door open for him to to do this if he wants to. Because uh, the Jets also have this to consider. You know, maybe they don't actually care if Aaron Rodgers. They're like, you know what, Aaron, if you can get back, get back because it's not like he's it's not like he's Joe Burrow where that's that's the Bengals franchise quarterback for the next fifteen years, right? Like he's he is there for a long time. Aaron Rodgers was brought in to give the Jets a shot. This year, maybe next year, I can I can see them if they're like, "Hey, we're competitive. Get back out here because you're here for a, a fun time, not a long time." No doubt, and the fact that they had the defense that they have, the cornerbacks that they have, that defensive front. Obviously, mm-hmm. they came up big against Jalen Hurts. It's not like they would need Aaron Rodgers to be Superman either if he were to come back. I still right. think it's wild, and I also am rooting for wild. I hope it happens. Up next. Let's revisit Aaron Rodgers' old conference, the NFC, because the NFC, it is wild. There's a lot going on. Who is the king of the NFC after six weeks? We will dive into that, plus week seven power rankings are ahead as well, right here on Locked On NFL. 
Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see what Vinny has picked out on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And George Pickens got further locked as a second-year wide receiver for the Steelers before the week six by hooking up with Kenny Pickett for six catches, 130 yards, and a big touchdown on 10 targets against the Baltimore Ravens. He also added a rush for 16 yards. Pickens is just being trusted to make plays even in tough matchups by Pickett with whom he has a great chemistry with. And the Rams and Jaguars aren't the easiest draws in the next two games, but Pickinson's physical talent can rise above them with his size and field-stretching ability. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win a fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being the perfect fit, the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly from brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. It might be something as simple as windshield wipers with the weather changing. If you live in the Midwest, like Chris and I do, you can get them at eBay Motors. You don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors and eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. James Rapine and Chris Carter on the Wednesday edition. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about this NFC because going into this week, there were two undefeated teams and both of them lost to opponents that no one really expected them to with backup quarterbacks. You had the 49ers going into Cleveland, and they lost They lost on a last-second missed field goal uh, to P.J. Walker and the, and the Browns. Uh, you also had the Eagles lose to Zach Wilson and the, and the Jets in, in, in tight fashion here. And so now you have, all, you have, you have three 5-1 and one teams uh, in the Niners, the Eagles, and the Lions who have, who have kept pace uh, with 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 those teams throughout this season, and now the question is, right now, who is the best team in the NFC going into this week? I think unanimously, everyone would have said, "Oh, it's the Niners," because the way that they just dominated the Cowboys a week ago just was like, well, "Okay, none of these other teams was going to do that to another really good NFC team." But after this loss and what we've seen across the board, has the power structure shifted for you, James, in this NFC? I'm going to make the case for the the team that I think a lot of people would have third out of the five and one teams, the Detroit Lions. Awesome. Are we sure they're not the best team? Are, are we sure? Because the 49ers have a limited quarterback, right? Everyone's talking about Brock Purdy system quarterback. Okay, so you can't say Jared Goff is, is a negative if you're going to roll out Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I get it with Jalen Hurts, and I like him the best of the three by far, but clearly – the Eagles are going through something right now. Whatever it is, they need to figure it out. I look at this Detroit team, and I don't know if you saw Jamison Williams get open deep downfield. But if they get Jamison Williams going, and he looks like and starts running like Alabama, Jamison yeah. Williams, with Amon Ross St. Brown, we'll see about David Montgomery's shoulder injury. 
but you got a guy in that, that's really taking the league by storm in Sam Laporta on offense. Like mm-hmm. everyone talks about the 49ers weapons. I could look at this Detroit team and say weapons on weapons on weapons on weapons. And I didn't even mention Jameer Gibbs. I saved that for a rainy day. That's how many weapons they have. They have a really good defensive front, really quality offensive line, multiple first round picks on that line. Like I can see it. I I see the path for Detroit being one of those teams and and here to stay because they're good everywhere you'd want to be. They have explosive weapons. They don't have a great quarterback, but he's good. And guess what? Brock Purdy is good, not great. Uh, So I think there's a path for the Lions to be the best team, which I wouldn't have said to start the season. I also need to see a bit more of it. And and seeing how they match up this week against the Ravens would be a a really good test. Can't wait for that game. Oh, man, I can't wait for Eagles-Dolphins. That's going to be a showdown on Sunday night football. That's going to be huge. I, I, I look at this Niners team. And like I did not see that Browns loss coming. I, I just I thought that the Browns were going to you know put up a fight. Their defense was going to keep it close, but ultimately the Niners' offense was going to do what they did. But I will say this: the Niners do, can at least say not that this is an excuse, but Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey did not finish that game. And when they went out, things changed for that offense. And Brock Purdy did not look like the Brock Purdy who had not lost the game that he had started and finished yet in the NFL. And some of it also was the rain. There were times that looked like the ball was literally slipping through his hands when he was trying to throw it. But I I feel like if the Niners can get back to being healthy, if McCaffrey's fine, if Debo Samuel's fine, I feel like they'll get back to doing what they were doing on offense and their defense will still be, you know, one of the best defenses, if not the the best defenses in the the NFL. Um, I still, I I still feel like that's theirs to hold on to if they're healthy, but they also have to learn how to play with you through adversity like that. And that was a game that they absolutely should have, should have won. The Browns were not, you know, we're, you know, we're not dominant in that, in that game. Their offense was, you know, finding little ways to, to win here and there. Uh, so mm-hmm. I still look at the Niners as that team, I, but I'm right with you on the Lions. I think that they are a team that could, that could explode this year and become one of those teams that, that, that just takes off the top and maybe even earns the one seed if, if they keep it up. I mean, you look at, how they played this season. They they came into this season and made an exclamation point. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City week one, coming out the gates saying, hey, we don't care that it's a Super Bowl chance. We're here to ruin your party. And their only loss right now is to a, is to a, is an overtime loss to the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> and since then, they bounced back. Granted, I don't think that they – I think the Chiefs win is still their most impressive. You know, they've beaten up on the, the Falcons. They beat up on the Packers. They beat up on the Panthers. And then they beat up on the Buccaneers. Like you, I, I, you know, you pointed out this Ravens game in Baltimore. The Ravens coming off uh, an important win to get back on the winning track against the Titans. How that game plays out could be very interesting because those styles are going to clash heavily. The, the, the way the Ravens play defense, the way the Lions want to play offense, and the way the Ravens play offense versus Aiden Hutchinson in that defense. I, I think that's going that is going to be an intriguing matchup, and and how they. They use it how they how they deploy their their team there. Dan Campbell, I know he's a he got, he loves to bite kneecaps, but right now they're biting heads off with the way they're they're playing. And I, I do have a respect there. So if I was to rank right now, I would say Niners one, Lions two, Eagles three. Simply because I think the Eagles they've given me the most question marks with a lot of their wins so far. You know they struggled against the Patriots. You know uh, you know a few weeks ago. Um, I think that they have more to show. Uh, but I, st- I just I still feel like the Niners are, go- are are that team to beat 
you know, particularly because of how they lost to the Browns with those injuries. But the Lions could absolutely become that team if they knock off the Ravens and then all of a sudden we're getting into December and they still only have one or two losses. I'm shocked I'm saying this, but I'm rolling with the Lions first. You know why? Because <laughs> the 49ers should have won that game. The, the Browns were dealing with injuries too. And, and part of it is overcoming injuries. We know Debo Samuel's going to get nicked up. We know Christian McCaffrey is going to get nicked up. It's just part mm-hmm. of one, how they play. They're physical players and they're going to take hits. They're going to get beat up. And so can you overcome that? They should have, but the kick was wide right. So guess what? They didn't. I'm putting them second right now. I reserve the right to shift the Lions all the way to third on this list if, uh, <laughs> I if reserve they get the crushed right. by Baltimore. But <laughs> I have the Lions one, San Francisco two, Philly three. No love for Dallas. No, no love for Dallas in there at four and two. I, I, I think they are a step below these other three teams. I just I feel like right now, yeah. Like if they hadn't if they hadn't gotten destroyed by the Niners the way that they would have, I would be putting them up in the top. I'd be considering them maybe replacing the Eagles. I can't wait for Eagles Cowboys, man. Like I know I grew up in Pittsburgh and, and like Steelers Ravens, Steelers Browns, Steelers Bengals. Those are all great rivalries. But let me tell you, I went to Cheney University, the first HBCU out near Philadelphia, and man, there was very little fun. Out the, you know, there, 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 there was a lot of fun, but there was there, there were more there was less things there weren't that many things that were more fun than sitting down in the lounge, finding where the Cowboys fans and Eagles fans were going to be the most at, and just watching them hate each other, talking about each other's mothers, talking about how they hit you stink, your town stinks, everything stinks, and the the Eagles and the Cowboys hatred. It's so wonderful to just sit from the sideline. I would literally get a bag of popcorn from the vending machine, grab a Pepsi, and just be like, oh, man, this is good. I, I'm not even watching the game. I'm watching the fans. And with these two teams where they're at right now, the Eagles, no team has repeated as NFC East champs in forever. So this is a chance for the Cowboys. That was an important statement win against the Chargers on, uh, on Monday night. This is a chance for the Cowboys to kind of say, no, 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 no. We are taking the East this year. I'm very intrigued by that matchup. And that's why I put the Eagles at three, because I can put the Cowboys at four, and I can see the Cowboys leapfrogging them if uh, they play the right way when they do take on the Eagles later this year. Yeah, November 5th is is that date. And uh, I agree with you. That Sunday night matchup, woo-wee. Tua, Tyreek Hill. I love that. Against the Eagles, Jalen Hurts trying to bounce back. Sign me up for that one. That, that's going to be a popcorn and Pepsi game for Chris Carter right there. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Popcorn and Pepsi. Speaking of that, let's uh, get to our Week 7 Power Rankings. Where are the Cowboys? Since we have them fourth on our list, do the rest of the Locked On NFL hosts believe that as well? We will get to that coming up next. But first, I want to remind you, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through all of them. Trust me, I've faced plenty of times in my life where I've tried to shoulder a lot of burdens, but I've found answers thanks to help from good therapists. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done online available to people worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and with therapy it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you that's where better help comes in because they'll also make it easy and free to change therapists if needed they have a special right now for our listeners get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on that's betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10 percent off your first month at BetterHelp therapy online 
All right, Chris, let's dive into our week seven power rankings and boy, oh boy, some shifts. Why? Well, because the 49ers lost. And so that shifted things, but they didn't move far, but we do have a number one team in the top spot. No surprise. The Kansas City Chiefs move ahead of the 49ers. They're number mm -hmm. one, followed by the 49ers, Dolphins, Eagles, and Lions rounding out the top five. Ooh. I, how do you feel about the Chiefs being number one? I mean, like, they're still the Super Bowl champs. They still have Patrick Mahomes. But, like, they haven't been as dominant this year, right? Like, th there's something missing there that, that, that's not the same, like, oh, great, we're about to get steamrolled. Offensively, yeah, they could use your guy George Pickens. But defensively now, <laughs> defensively now, better. they bring it. And, and I do. think that's that's where this comes from is you if you have the defense that they have so far, you can win that way with Patrick Mahomes taking care of the ball. Now he hasn't. He needs to do that part of it. But yeah, they're they're kind of morphing and transitioning a bit. And and that doesn't mean they won't add a weapon and be high flying by by the time January rolls around. But I, I don't blame uh, anyone for having them in the top spot right now, especially with everything we just said about the 49ers, question marks about the True. Lions and Eagles. Very true. Very true. Um, looking at this list, man, Lions at five, Dolphins yep. at three. We got the uh, at six. You got the Bills. Uh, they should be high. I, I don't know how I feel about the Bills either because they should have put the put the screws to the Giants. On they blew out Miami though. Do we do we it, forget it, about that? It's no, no. I, I hear you, but that's the thing. Like I can't figure out when they're going to blow people out or when they're going to struggle with a team that they should steamroll. And it's sure. just. They they have been a, such an up and down team. I like the Bills. They're talented. They're they're a lot of fun to watch. But like, I I don't feel like there are juggernauts the way there have been in the past few years in the NFL. Where like you you played the, like last year you played the Eagles. You was you just good luck, buddy. You just, you, just, you were you was getting stomped almost. Time you played the Chiefs most yeah. of the times in the last few years, unless you were the Bengals or the Bills or one of those teams. You was get you was in in for in for a rough one, but I just I feel like this year there's a lot more questions and holes on rosters. Some of these top teams, and that's made this top ten a lot more fun to figure out. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that it's pretty open. There's no dominant dominant team, and that's why after six weeks we don't have an undefeated team anymore. And, and I agree that that the Bills are flawed to a degree. They also Josh Allen should give Tyrod Taylor like a million bucks for for checking to a run at the end of the first <laughs> half. I mean, what the heck are you doing? I didn't know I, what that was. That was, that was rough. But, uh, yeah, the Bills sixth, the Dallas Cowboys seventh, followed by the Jaguars at eight, the Ravens at nine, and the Bengals cracking the top ten for the first how, time. How about this? Just a week or two ago, we were talking about how the AFC North was going to start rising up these, and here they are, two teams in the top ten. Yes, one of them is, is, is still at 500, but you can see the Bengals making progress. You cover the Bengals. Mm -hmm. I, look, I looked at that game and I was like, okay, this is when the offense is going to take over. But it was the defense. They, yep. they just kept coming, bringing the heat on Geno Smith. He never felt comfortable. Twice in the red zone at the end of the game, no points. I'm impressed by how the defense is still holding together for the Bengals because they lost some serious pieces in this offseason. They did. Yeah, you lose a Jesse Bates, a Von Bell, and and they've they found a way the other day. And honestly, they didn't. They shouldn't have. The, the offense – didn't score in the second half. I know they had three points on the board. That was thanks to an interception that put them in field goal range. They didn't move an inch after that interception and, wow. and settled for the field goal. It's, it is wild. And that's why I, I kind of think that the 10th ranking is fair because you could totally see the, the scenario where the Bengals offense gets going 
and they become this team that you realize that you thought they would be. Or you could see the other way, where if it doesn't pick up on offense, the defense remains inconsistent, that they continue to drop. But I, I think that that's fair. And you mentioned AFC North rising, three teams in the top 12, all of these teams in the top 20. Um, they're the only division that has uh, every team is 500 or better. And they're going to beat each other up. It's the black and blue division. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I mentioned that the there's an AFC North team that's 12. It's the Seahawks 11, the Browns 12, followed by the Rams, Chargers, Buccaneers, Houston Texans at 16, Saints 17, Jets 18, Falcons 19, and Pittsburgh Steelers 20. Yeah, that's, this this is interesting. My, I look at the man, the Chargers, man. How long are we going to do this? I don't care about Justin Herbert and how cool he looks when he throws a football. This team keeps losing. I agree. I would put them at like 20. I would. Come on. The Texans are playing better than that team right now. And I know know that Herbert had Keenan Allen wide open twice for a touchdown. And it cost me in fantasy. I lost by 0.6. That's why I was like, I'm I'm mad at Justin Herbert. Me and him are going to have a conversation. (laughs) You kidding me, man? You couldn't hit Keenan Allen one more time? No, of one course not. Time. Of course not. You think you think I have a grudge much? P- people are like, oh, sin- the, the Herbert Burrow rival. I'm like, nah, I'm talking about my fantasy team. My, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you uh, on the, that. The, just, the, go ahead. No, I was just saying, this is the Chargers. It's it's every year we hear about yeah. the hype of the Chargers. And it's not just Justin Herbert. It was Phillip Rivers. It was Drew Brees. I'm here this all the time. They never deliver. Why do we keep buying into this team? Why do we even do it? I'm, I'm asking a rhetorical I, I can't buy into that coaching. I'll tell you that. I can't buy into that coaching. It's Brandon Staley, certainly on the hot seat. Uh, rounding out the, the final third of our power rankings, the Packers at 21, Colts 22, mm-hmm. Commanders 23, followed by the Titans, Raiders, and Vikings, the Cardinals, Bears, and then our final four, bottom four, the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots at one and five, following the 31st, and the Panthers <laughs> again, 32nd. Have you seen the the memes of like the people that like they're playing like the, the rebels celebrating in Star Wars that like we made it to see when the Patriots were bad again? Like, like people are are celebrating how bad the Patriots are. And I'm I for one, like I I'm just like, listen, we, we saw Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in, in their prime, but it is just astonishing to me, like how bad they are right now. And, you know, there's there's talks about, you know, what needs to change is Bill Belichick need to go. I, I thought they at least were going to have some answers for this team to just stay afloat, not like be a really good team, but like hover around 500. And they could, I guess, fight their way back there. They're one and five. That'd be a stretch if they did. But. You know, I I thought especially when Aaron Rodgers went out, this was going to be their chance to kind of like creep up and maybe be a wild card team. And they, they're just getting smacked. Yeah, it's it's ugly right now. I do wonder about Belichick's future. I wonder if Brandon Staley is out. Everyone connected the dots with Sean Payton. I wonder if Bill Belichick would say, huh, let me uh, let me get that L.A. sunshine. Let me let me do oh. that. You know? I, I just wonder. I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I wonder, you know, he, he knows what it's like to not have a a high end quarterback. And they're they're searching, man. What with their injuries on defense, they're searching a bit. They fought hard the other day after starting really bad and really poor. But you still lose. And um, yeah, if I'm them, I'm thinking Caleb Williams and company. Can, can you get that now? Belichick's just eight losses away. From having the most losses from an, by an NFL head coach in team history, so he might want to avoid that this season if he can. 
what if there's one team in this bottom in this bottom third here that we're looking at that you're looking at and says they'll they're going to jump out of this really soon? Can you find one, or are they all are these all just they're the bottom feeders and they're just going to remain that way? I, I would have said the Colts. I would have. Mm-hmm. It's hard Anthony for me to buy into them now with Anthony Richardson likely out for the season. Uh, the Titans. I thought if they were going to be that team, they would have showed it in London against the Ravens. They did not. I think the one team to me could be the Packers where Jordan Love made it, might have just had an off game in, in week five. And then the other one, the Vikings. We discussed them last week. Yeah. I, I think that their schedule's easy enough that if you get Justin Jefferson back after four games, you might look up and they might be right in the, the thick of it, especially in a bad division. Um, so I, I think the two NFC North teams, the Vikings or the Packers, one of those guys could emerge. The Vikings are my team. That, uh, and we talked about this. They needed to beat the Bears. They had to. Yep. They got it done. It wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Now they're playing a ticked-off Niners team coming off a loss. They're, the, the Niners are in San Francisco. I don't give them much of a chance in that one. But like you said, they get the Packers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, the Bears. That's a good chance to build up your record, get back into the get back up to or above 500, get a bye week in, in, in week 13, and then you got the Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions again. Dang, Lions three times in two and in, in, twice in three weeks. That's a little crazy at the end of the year. Uh, but um, but th- there's a there's space for this Viking teams to make a push here into this NFC wild card picture. Um, and you know, I, I I think you you're seeing a very top heavy NFC right now. Where yes, there's three five and one teams, but there's a lot of teams that could be floating around the bottom by the end of the season. It's, I think there will be some teams that sneak up in the playoffs that people you know were looking at right like early in the season, being like, oh, where'd they come from? I think the Vikings could be one of those squads. I would not be shocked one bit if that's the case. That's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Chris Carter. Follow him on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Check him out on Locked On Steelers. I'm at James Rapine. Check me out on Locked on Bengals. Until next Wednesday, and keep listening all week long. Thank you so much for making us your first listen right here on Locked on NFL.